Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Sports Day with Gary Belcher and Scott Sattler, a couple of footy legends covering all things sport. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sorento has landed and Red Energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Welcome to the show. Great to be here. Grand final week. Woohoo! I'm being excited despite the fact my team's knocked out. Gary Belcher here, Scotty Sattler joining me. Sats, you must be pumped for your Penny Panthers. I am. I'm very pumped. Badge and also listeners can't wait. Uh, Penrith Panthers were uh, second through to the the grand finals. We know the storm absolutely blew the Raiders in the first twenty five minutes oh, off the park, didn't they, Badge? No, we're not going to talk about that. That's At it. Suncorp Stadium, of course. Um, yeah, Storm versus the Panthers. It's the experience versus the cardiac kids, and then you got the Richmond, uh, of course, uh, up against Geelong, who. Um, who were outstanding on Saturday night against the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, they were. Uh, so first and second through in the NRL, uh, whereas third and fourth made it through in the AFL, and they yep. have that extra break, don't they? And I wonder if that affects those teams that then in the, the top uh, the top four that then win after a week off, they win, and they get another week off. Who knows? But, yeah, first and second were knocked out in the AFL sats. But, yeah, the Melbourne Storm, four grand finals in five years. So that's consistency, in- incredible. Badge, do you go back as soon as both teams are entering the grand final week, sort of Sunday, Monday? Did you, did you start thinking back, like your first year, nineteen eighty nine, in especially in the New South Wales rugby? Eighty seven, we were eighty seven. It was yeah. too. And yeah. Then, no, then we. Do you start thinking about it, back about grand final week? Ah, uh, yeah, we did do a bit. Yeah, 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 and they're all um, a little bit different. It's funny, you know, they kind of blend into one and. Um, but you get reminded of certain things when you, you talk to ex-teammates. And mm. we played in 87, but we weren't really ready to go. Well, well maybe we were, but certainly the man, Manly were much better than us on the day. But I just my wife had just had our first child, yeah, Michael, on the right. Friday before. So I was, my head was all over the place. Um, but, yeah, it was an exciting time. We were very excited to be there, which can be one of the issues. Now, the Panthers, I, in the past, I kind of would have gone, well, you know, they, they haven't been there for 17 years. Only a couple of these players have actually played in grand finals. They might be a little bit, uh, you know, might, you know, be overly excited this week. But you went through that already, the last Panthers win, didn't you? Yeah. You, you, you guys were, sort of came from nowhere, hadn't played in one no. since the 90s. No, Luke Prittis was the only player also that had played in a grand final with the Broncos, with the Broncos in yeah. 2000. We had a... I think we had 10 players in the 17 that had never experienced any finals footy at NRL level, much like the Penrith Panthers side that will play on Sunday. And we played against a really experienced side in the Roosters who had nine state of origin representatives yeah. and, a, and, a, and an English representative in Adrian Morley, much like this Melbourne Storm side yes, who yeah, have so like many it. representative players. But um, Have you lined up your coach? 
Johnny Lang. Yes. Have a chat with us, sir. We are. Excellent. Great guy. Great Good man. Chat. Good guy, yes. Um, we'll also get a Racing Queensland update with Chris Nelson. Uh, we're going to try to recover something very, very special, something close to you, Sats, that you've told me about this before. Um, and I'm quite disgusted, but it's, uh, it's, it's appropriate in grand final week that we, uh, we chase. We'll t- tell you all about it soon. Um, also want to know what was your weekend highlight. Our phone number, one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. That was one of the biggest weekends it in was. Australian sport mm. ever. It was, it was ridiculous, uh, ridiculous, wasn't it? Um, I've, I've written down a bunch of stuff here, and you can send us a text on zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. What was your weekend highlight? Were, were the NRL uh, preliminary finals or grand final qualifiers or the pa- AFL? One particular play out one, of the weekend. One play, one mm. game. Was it the Caulfield Cup? Very elegant. Was it uh, was it the Everest, uh, Bathurst, the Super Netball Grand Final was played and won uh, in in Brizzy, the Bledisloe. I'm sure, if you're a Kiwi, you're uh, pretty excited about that. That was a massive bounce back, yeah. wasn't it? There, there was what a huge million dollar huge race, weekend. the Greyhounds, the million dollar chase. Yes. yes, second time in three years, the winner, uh, the trainer, the Gogiani. Yeah, handsome Prince. Handsome Prince was. I've, I've watched that race. It was in. Box seven, seven. It was like twenty to one. I think he's first. And it first just one. raced across. Right I think his first dog lead. won in box seven as well two years ago. Yeah, as well. Peter so. Lagogiani. So twice they won the million dollar chase. Uh, what was your weekend highlight? Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six is our number. Time now for this. Sports day. Sports update. Well, Storm and Panthers through, and as you said before, Sats, the, the, the Melbourne Storm blew the Raiders off the park uh, early. They, I tell you what, I, I, I felt pretty confident going into that game, and they, they, the first set of six, they went kick for kick, the Raiders and the Storm. Raiders got their second set, decided to run the ball out on the wide and didn't get to a kick. Elliot Whitehead didn't get his foot to the ball. Someone took it out, and from that point, Melbourne Storm just took over. They're a hell of a football side, and your Panthers have got a, a big job on their hands on they Sunday. They have. It, you know what I love about the Melbourne Storm Badges? They've been able to recreate their game, the way they play. What I, what I love about their game at the moment is you think they're going to load up and come directly down the middle with their big mobile forwards, but then all of a sudden tackle three, especially when they're coming out of their, their own danger zone. Cameron Smith will fire a 30-metre pass to Cam Munster, and straight away they get on your outside, and they have your forwards chasing them. And they use their speed to their advantage. That, that first 25 minutes was as good of a 25 minutes that I've seen in, in a few seasons. Is this Cameron Smith's last game? But potentially it is, of course. But I think it will be. We don't know. We just don't know. And then, then people are saying, well, if he does make it his last season, he might come back and play Origin. Uh, or he might just go on. It's the sort of footy he's playing. There's no one could say, Cameron Smith, you've got to retire. It's very unlike what we saw with Darius Board, where he kind of knew he went on a year too long. And, and I don't blame him. He had a big contract. But Cam, just playing great footy. Do you know a pre-season can really shorten a player up? And you, you know that badge. We've seen players over the years that, that you just, one off-season, pre-season training, can really make you feel as though that I don't know whether my body can sustain this. doesn't matter how good he's playing at the moment. and he's just, Would you make him do the pre-season? But it's his personality. Yeah. From all reports, Craig Bellamy has attempted to pull him out of training sessions and give him two and three days off. He just won't do it. Mm. It's it's the way that helps him prepare for rugby league. And to think that he would go away and not train alongside his teammates while they're 
training under the the regime the way that Melbourne Storm do train. Mm. He just wouldn't do that. He's too much of a team player. So in that reason alone, I, I think another preseason wouldn't be good for Cam Smith. They uh, they it's almost been an advantage for them, and people would have thought oh, it's terrible. They have to be in this bubble. Some clubs, but they've been outstanding on the Sunshine Coast. Haven't lost a game there this year. They haven't lost a game at Suncorp for a long, long time. Now they've got a they've got some pretty strict travel uh, restrictions around them on the weekend for the grand final. They go down on Saturday. Yep. I think they're allowed. Then they go and have a training session, and after that, well, that's it. Don't go out. Well, they've Locked been given exemption rooms. by the Queensland government to leave a day early, and mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's under their, I suppose it's under their recommendations that, with the New South Wales government or Queensland government to Melbourne Storm, that is, if you want to come back into the, into the state after the game to the Sunshine Coast, you must buy abide by these rules, and those rules are that. Yeah, as soon as you finish the session, you can't leave your room. But it, that's, and then go to the game, that, and then come yeah, back yeah, that's up. the same for Penrith players as well. They're not allowed to leave their houses. They're not allowed true, to true. just simply just go for a, a leisurely walk around the suburb. They've they've got to stay indoors. So it's uh, much of a muchness, I suppose. For the Melbourne Storm, they're used to on Grand Final week. They're used to being in hotel accommodation because they've always had to play at ANZ Stadium. Yeah. So. Um, and, and with with the Cameron Smith scenario as well, Badge, um, yeah, no footy show this year. No, where both teams are going to go to the footy show. There's no grand final breakfast. Yeah, they won't be doing that. That's probably a big a bit of a bonus. It is, and for Cam as well. I think because there's all this speculation and uh, and innuendo around what he's going to do this week. Yep. Is he going to announce it? I think because of his experience, it's a you know, he's willing to take all that pressure off his teammates. All the attention on his teammates will now be forced back onto um, on Cam and what's going to do. And because of his experience, he can handle it. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and coincidentally, in one way, two of the greatest players in their codes, arguably the greatest players in their codes mm. ever, or certainly in the top you know, three or five, are going to could be retiring this weekend in grand finals. Gary Ablett, of course, in the AFL, had a, another big game when they defeated uh, the Lions. Yep. On Saturday night, and and Cameron Smith, mm. uh, and this could be their their swan songs. Yeah. in uh, in grand finals. It's this ironic, weekend. isn't it? It the, is. The well, they both started in two thousand and two, nineteenth season, same year. Ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Now, there are so many arguments that that Gary Ablett Jr. is the greatest player that that many have seen in in the AFL, and Cameron Smith the same. So to be finishing on the same weekend, if that's the way that it plays out, you know Ablett's already announced yep. he's going to retire. But if it plays out that way, it's it's an amazing, it's an amazing story. It is now. Some other club news: uh, James Tedesco doesn't require a knee brace, and he's ready to begin training with the New South Wales team. So, Blues fans, uh, Roosters fans as well, but particularly New South Wales Blues, looks like he's he's fine. He's been cleared by uh, the medical staff to join the uh, State of Origin training camp. Um, Josh Adokar, you think Sats is uh, looks like he's? There's three clubs chasing him. We believe the. Rabbitohs, the Tigers, and now the Bulldogs, and they they're a pretty good chance of snaring him. Yeah, the Bulldogs will um, because they want to swap the Melbourne Storm. Don't they want to swap deal. That's the biggest. That's the biggest hurdle at the moment is is trying to find a like for like replacement. It, it's not a monetary figure. It's about the Melbourne Storm getting a player that they're not losing. You have got to remember they're losing Suliasi Vunavalu as well. So. Um, to be able to lose Josh Adokar, who can they identify that is the same style of player? 
Um, and it looks as though the Bulldogs have the player in mind, which is Dallin Martini Zalesnia. Who's only been there, this is his second year after yes. he, they, he left the Panthers last yeah. year, mid-year, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll see how that one plays out. How's the Dally M's tonight? Huge night tonight. Uh, Nathan Cleary is the favourite to uh, to win, and, and, and his dad's the favourite to win the coach of the year. Um, Harry Grant was leading when it went behind closed doors. Round 12, yeah. Round 12. He, he missed a he few missed games a as well. So, But he certainly was polling a bit. It helps Nathan Cleary that his side was winning because mm. often it's the three points goes to a player on the winning side, often. Yep. Um, I'd say most often. So. I think we'll see uh, Lockie Neal, who won the Brownlow, won it by the length of the straight. Yeah. I think we may see the same with Nathan. I, I think Cameron Smith will really press him as well. Um, I think Roger Tuovasa-Shek will mm. go close James well. Tedesco had a great start, but he had a really flat period in the yeah. middle of the year that um, it went, just went off for a, a bit there. So I'm not so sure about him. Josh hey, Papali is, is another one whose yeah. name was tossed up as getting a lot of votes, but it's a bit hard when you're a front rower. It's sort of flown under the radar, hasn't it, the Dalliums, because of what's been going on and um, no one able to uh, attend. Badge, can I can I just ask you a rule, if you want to cast back, you spoke about 87, but 89 when you're a lot more, yeah, you mature as a player in the New South Wales Rugby League, you've got a lot of, you've played a lot of rep footy by then, yourself, Mal, Laurie, everyone. A lot of our team had had that experience two yeah. years before. Being down in Canberra, did it? take a lot of the focus off you from a media point of view, preparing for a big game like that? It helped, but we went up. I think we had to go up on the Thursday because the grand final breakfast is on the Friday morning. But yep. certainly there wasn't anything like the media attention that, mm. that is around clubs and players now. Um, you know, a, a bunch of media would come to a training session. It was a bit of a free-for-all then too. You didn't have, you weren't hiding away. they just hang around the training session. Afterwards, they go, hey, Mal, can I have a chat? Yeah, sure. Laurie, yep. Badge, we have a chat? Yeah, no worries at all. And you'd get... You'd get a phone call. We weren't on mobile phones. You'd get a phone call in the hotel, and you'd you know you'd, you'd have a chat. But it was certainly less formal, and there wasn't as as much going on. But I you know I I think the smart move, one of the smartest things I've seen, was what Freddie Fitler did this year with the Blues. Last yeah. couple of years, just said it's an open, it's it's free for all guys. Just just be out there, do all your interviews, get it out of the way, have a chat to everyone, and then we'll get on with the the game. And I think they could do that, that well to do the same in uh, in Panthers and Storm Camp. It takes a lot of nerves out of the situation as well, Badge, being able to talk to the yeah. media and just be able to handle different situations. Yep, good on you. Right, time now for Sports Day's performance of the day for Giant Bicycles. We're still riding with you. Hey, we spoke to Jamie Wincup last week on the show about having a, a big race with Lounsey, the last one in a Holden Commodore uh, at Bathurst. Uh, and unfortunately, yesterday, this happened. Panda got down there, no problem. Does he let Jamie go by? Yes, he does. Oh, no, he doesn't! Winkup has made a massive mistake. They're out. That's over and out for car Triple H. Winkup and Lowndes are out of the race. 129 laps remaining. He will be filthy. Yeah, well, what was your highlight from the weekend? We mentioned that before. 0477-736-736. Certainly wouldn't have been that for Jamie Winkup. And Co, that's the Sports Day performance of the day for Giant Bicycles. We're still riding with you. Yeah, as you said, the uh, text message there, Badge. Um, Sporty Gabbers said, Hi, Badge and Sats. My highlight of the weekend was the brilliant brilliant try Isaiah Yo set up for Panthers fullback. Oh, that was good. Dylan Edwards. Do you think Yo will be the lock forward of the year? Jason Taumalolo? Yeah, it'd be hard, hard, yeah. To, hard to, to beat him for that. But mm. uh, he's been very, very good, Isaiah Yo. No doubt at all. Okay, let's get to our racing news with Chris Nelson. 
now on Sports Day. Time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is racing. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Chris Nelson, how are you, mates? Going very well, Jase. How was your weekend? Uh, <laughs> uh, don't start. All right, let's move on. What's happening in racing in Queensland this week? Well, we've got a fairly busy week. No racing uh, tomorrow on Tuesday. Uh, but we uh, race at Ipswich on Wednesday, Rockhampton on Thursday. We've got a Friday night meeting at the Sunshine Coast on Friday night, of course. So I love those meetings. And then Saturday we head to Doombin. We've got a, a $125,000 two-year-old race there at Doombin on Saturday, and the uh, nominations for that look uh, quite strong. We also, of course, race at Aquas Park to Woomba on Saturday night, Sunday afternoon at the Sunshine Coast. And don't forget, and I'll, I'm sure I'll cover this uh, during the week, there's plenty of country meetings also on uh, Saturday and a few cups, no doubt, to uh, to cover over there. But a, a big week of racing. Can't wait for it all to kick off. Yeah, geez, fair bit going on. For the latest Queensland racing news, meetings and form, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Get racing, gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. We'll catch you tomorrow, Chris. I look forward to it. Thanks, Jase. Yep, thank you, gentlemen. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed. When we come back, Johnny Lang, coach of the Premiership-winning 2003 Penrith Panthers that featured the great Scotty Sattler. Back soon on Sports Day. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Yeah, great memories uh, back in 2003, October 5th at ANZ Stadium. And, of course, the man who who led that side was Craig Gow, the skipper, but the man who was the coach who went to the Panthers in 2002 and his first premiership as coach and what was a very illustrious coaching career as well. And uh, he's joined us here on Sports Day. Uh, John Lang, thanks for joining us. Lange, how are you, mate? Good, thanks, Seth. How are you feeling this week uh, knowing that your former club is about to play in another grand final? Yeah, mate, I'm pretty excited, to be perfectly honest. I I don't really follow a team, but, um, uh, you know, I just sort of, I, I tend to watch all what I think is good footy, and but I've sort of hitched myself to the Penrith bandwagon as the season's gone on. Can you recall 17 years ago, Lange, when the Warriors game was completed, um, the Panthers knew they were playing in a grand final the following week. Can you recall your message for the grand final week to the playing group? I, I I really don't remember, if, uh, you know, as far as preparing for the game, but I, I, I do remember being in the press conference after we beat the Warriors and somebody said it's great to be in a grand final and saying, well, <laughs> you're there to win them. My, my worst memories of this um, that was my feeling going into the game anyway. Lange, um Sats just actually said that was your first grand final, but you you won with the Mighty East Tigers in Brisbane in 83. You coached them back then, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. You must have the, been a, um, a rookie. 
Uh, yeah, was I was pretty much a, uh, I was pretty much a rookie, I suppose. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean, and, and it's funny, like at the time, that premiership means as much to you as uh, you know as winning the big one. You know, obviously, it hasn't got the hype or whatever. But uh, I think if you win, if you can win a premiership as a player or a coach, it doesn't matter what level, where it is, it's it's still a great, it's still a great feeling, great achievement. Yeah. Do you remember a lot about that day? That uh, we know it was a, it was a it was a wet day um, that Sunday in October. Do you remember much about the day and how it all played out? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, from memory, it wasn't wet. I, I actually went for I went for a surf down at uh, Cronulla on, on the in the morning and uh, with my wetsuit on, I might add. Um, <laughs> October. But, uh, and, and a few a few few young surfy guys, I was only swimming, you know, and the few young surfy guys on their board uh, going up the Panthers. Um, but then I think it sort of, uh, the, the weather built up over the day. I think there was a storm in the afternoon and whatever. And, uh, but, you know, and it's showery sort of a night. Did it, did it play into your hands that it was a wet track that you actually played on? Maybe, maybe uh, better for the Panthers than the Roosters? I don't think so, really. I mean, we, we scored a lot of points that year. I tell you, I've never coached a side who could uh, who could score points uh, like that team could. We we could be behind by twelve points with fifteen minutes to go and win by sixteen. You know, so um, mm. I, I think a, you know a dry track certainly wouldn't have worried us. I don't think. The week is a busy week, Langy. Of course, you got you know events, you got uh, footy show. And then you got uh, grand final brekkie, all the media commitments. Um, how difficult was it for you and your staff to to try and organise on field sessions around all those commitments throughout the week? It, it wasn't that difficult, but we did have to make. I remember we had to make a major change. Normally for a uh, for a Sunday game, we w- we would have trained uh, Monday, Tuesday, had the Wednesday off, and then Friday, Saturday. But because of the grand final breakfast. Um, we, we actually we we, we trained um, we we didn't we didn't train that day. I think it was the Friday is the grand final breakfast. So we uh, you know we changed training because I thought you've got to be up at about past five or something in the mm. morning. And I thought nobody's going to be up for training that afternoon. So we actually changed our normal training program. But uh, you know, but I I do think when. Um, Things are forced on you like that. If you've got your mind on the job, it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. Can coaches be guilty of overcoaching grand final week, do everything that they haven't done throughout the season, Lange? Yeah, I think for sure. Um, actually, I, I got a message from a, uh, a guy who writes a, an article in the Ipswich paper and asking me about preferring, you know, preparing for grand finals and players as a coach and I think I just think you've got to keep things simple. You know, like if you haven't done your work uh, by grand final week, obviously you're looking at the at the sides you're playing. But you know, if you're trying to cover all bases uh, and you haven't done it by then, I think you're in trouble. Yeah. Well, looking at that team that you coached, Langy, they had a lot of players. More than half of them without any real finals experience apart from that year, but no grand final. And it's similar this year with the Panthers up against a really experienced team. What what would you say or what did you say to those, the rookies, the younger blokes, the inexperienced blokes leading up to the grand final? I didn't really say much to I don't. I don't remember talking to them about it. I mean, we talked about the, the game itself and, you know, uh, 
we went out there because the, the Roosters had a you know a, a tremendous sort of rushing defence where they put numbers in tackles that have four or five in tackles and you know and we we had a big side not as athletic so uh, you know we went, we went out there to take them on down the middle and just try and wear wear them down because my, my theory was that. You know, every time we we get tackled, uh, they've got four blokes in the tackle. We've got one. So, uh, mm. you know, so we, we we and that was really our style anyway. We had a big forward pack and we had quick backs. So it's it's sort of uh, probably put a little bit more emphasis on it that week. Um, and you know, guys just knew what they they had a job to do. And um, you know, and I had confidence in them. I remember Shane Rodney. I think was the uh, youngest guy in the field. And, when Gerds got injured in the second half, I put him into the centres. He, he was a back rower, but he's just a tough-minded young bloke, and I just had confidence. And I reckon all the players would have too that he'd do the job, and he did. Now, same scenario this year, Langy, with uh, Ivan Cleary coaching Nathan and and yourself coaching coaching Martin in that grand final. Pretty much nearly mm. his, his whole first grade career. How special was it to share that moment with Martin after the full time? Well, it's funny, Sat. So I, I, like it, it wasn't a big deal to me at the time. I just think, like, um, winning grand final, as you know, it's 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 about as good as it gets, I think. And uh, so, you, you, it's hard to say, oh, it's even better, you know. Um, but I look back now, and probably years later, before I really appreciated, I sort of look back. I think, well, that was a people say to me, "What's your best moment in footy?" Well, I think, well, look back, and I think. That's pretty hard to beat, you know. We had all our family there, and um, and for Martin and I to both be involved and to win a grand final, um, that's about, that's about as good as you can get. But at the time, you know, I was just really focused on the game, and I think, you know, and 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 everybody's got their own special, you know, excitement, and it's just, uh, it's you know, it is. I think, you know, you were there. It's it's hard to top. Yeah. Oh, I think, and I think Martin had a wonderful game. Um, oh. There's always that talk about that the tackle that Sats made, um, fifty-four, like twenty-six minutes to go, and you won by twelve points. How could that possibly have been such a big moment, Langy? I just don't. I'm, I just can you explain to me from a coach's point of view? Don't buy was that as big? It, was that as big for it. you on, then as as well, everyone's made I, out? I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't mind Sats getting the rats, but I can say I'd be dirty on him. I reckon, I reckon Pudo's had the best game I've ever seen anybody having a he grand did. final, and they always look about sats. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it was. It was, he, was the, he got was, the Clive Churchill, well, didn't he? Well, it was one of the most, still to this day, probably the greatest individual performance you've seen in a grand final. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. it Prudhoe? And him and Lange, being an ex-hooker, him and Lange used to always always clash heads because there's two old old hookers having a go at each other. They, they, players do get nervous, Lange, before big games, especially grand finals. What about... What about coaches? Now, you coached Cronulla in that 97 Super League Grand Final, beaten by the Broncos, but were you nervous during that week? Uh, not, not particularly. I, I found I found I got most nervous if I wasn't focused. You know, yep. if, I, if I wasn't really focused on, on, on a game, I started to think about, you know, the result or whatever. That's that's when the nerves would sort of kick in. You're obviously a bit hyped up, and, uh, but I, I really wasn't... Uh, I really, I really wasn't that nervous, you know. I, you know, I, I really believed that we, that you know, that we had the team. If we played our game, uh, that we could win it. And so it was just sort of, 
and during the game, it's just you're just watching, you're just watching every play. And uh, I mean, I wasn't confident we had it won. I think you actually dived on loose ball sets with about two minutes to go, and then I thought oh. that's it, we got it, you know. Um, but up until then, I was just sort of, I was just focused on every play. And I think as soon as you start to look at the scoreboard and count down the clock, um, uh, you can you can be in trouble. What have you liked about this Panther side 2020 version, Langy? Oh, I just think you know they're they're, they're exuberance really. <laughs> you know they're, they're highly skilled and they're just playing with uh, you know tremendous in, enthusiasm and, and uh, you know and they've got they've got strike weapons all around the ground. Uh, you know, yeah. You know, I mean, you can't win 17 games straight. Um, mm without having a, you know, a, a terrific team and, and, and playing as a team. I mean, Melbourne are a great side and, and the Panthers are going to have to play at their best to win it. Uh, but I, I think I think if they do, I think they will get it. Yeah. Well, and you were a long-term coach, Lange, with, you know, the, the start in Brisbane and then the Sharks and the Panthers. And um, do, what, what do you make of what Craig Bellamy's been able to do over this you know, 16 or 18 years or whatever at the Melbourne Storm, the success that, yeah, I think it's 18 years, and the amount of grand finals and minor premierships they've, they've, they've won and, and been in, it's, uh, it must be difficult to be able to do that for a long time. It's unbelievable, really. I mean, I don't know, really know Craig. I'd know him to say hello to, but, um, he, you know, he's, he's really, uh, he's done an unbelievable job. It's sort of almost like Cameron Smith-like, you know, um, mm. And they, you know, they, they've they've been together for uh, for most, if not all, of that time. You know, and you've seen a lot of Craig's proteges go and do a similar type, take that same work ethic, and to other clubs, but nobody's ever been able to um, match the consistency, and maybe they will in the future. Uh, that that he's been able to do, he's, he's written all the changes, and you know, they had probably a fair bit of bad publicity and, and some of it probably well-deserved on the wrestle. But when mm. the wrestle's been wiped out, they're still doing it. You know, they, mm. they're still being successful. And, you know, they've adapted. They've lost players. They, they've, uh, you know, there's always somebody, there's always somebody coming in. And, uh, you know, they move players on and nobody ever seems to leave in bitterness. You know, they've, uh, it's a wonderful organisation, really. And, you know, yeah. and obviously... Craig's the top of it. He, he, he you know, he, he's the one who's uh, who, who deserves the credit for it. Mm. Well, it's going to be a great game on Sunday, either way. And before we go, just bear with me for a sec here, Langy, and chime in if you can. But I only learnt this a few years ago, Badge. I don't know whether I've told you about this, but my dad in 1979, I've never said thank you to John Lang for this. 1979, my dad had a car accident, broke his neck in two places, was told that he'd probably never ever walk again. Mm. So he, he laid in traction in the hospital in Brisbane, facing the ground for 12 hours, facing the roof for 12 hours. And I only learned this a few years ago, that an electrician that worked at the hospital used to go and sit and talk to him, and it's what kept him going. And I learned only a few years ago that, that electrician was Johnny Lang. Is that right? Yeah. So thank you very much for doing that, Langy. That's all right. That's, I, you know, I, I did it because I thought if he, if he comes good and I haven't visited him, he'll grab me by the throat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good on you, mate. No, I've meant a lot to him and, and to the family as well. But, uh, but it's, like I said, no, it's going to be a I'll great game. About, yep. I'll tell you another story about John Sattler. Was, 
we're on the family holiday down here at the Gold Coast, and this is before the days of ATMs, and I got my wife to get some money out of the bank on Christmas Eve, and anyway, it got stolen. Somebody broke it of the house, and so here I'm facing the Christmas break with no money, so I've had to go up to Southport and cash a cheque with that. <laughs> <laughs> get us through the Christmas break. <laughs> there you go. Help each other out. Um, listen, thank you very much for catching catching up with us on Sports Day and going um, reminiscing down um, what was a, a tremendous night 17 years ago. And, and let's hope the Penrith Panthers can repeat that on, on Sunday yeah. night. Uh, Thanks Panthers. for joining us. Yeah, thank go you very much. Panthers. Thanks, boys. Time for us to get to a break. And speaking of John Sattler, uh, he features in our Hot Topic coming up next, Sports Day for Kia and Suncorp supporting Queenslanders. That's the Suncorp spirit. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed. And red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Now, Hot Topic Time. Yeah, our hot topic for pharmacy sleep services, test yourself for sleep apnea. It's 50 years, I know you know this, Scotty Sattler, Mm. since one of the great grand final performances, South Sydney beat Manly 23-12. But on that day, it's it's down in rugby league legend, your father, the great John Sattler, broke his jaw really early in the game and played on, refused to go off, half-time he hid from the coach. Uh, And that grand final jersey of his has gone missing in action. Tell us the story. Yeah, so um, as you alluded to, Badge, he broke it. He didn't break it. He smashed it in three places in about the third minute by sleepy John Bucknell, front row for uh, for, for Manly. Manly. And, um, yeah, then finished the game and was meant to, to captain the 1970 Australian World Cup team after that. And was unable to participate, obviously, because of his, his smashed jaw. Mm. So, yeah, fast forward to 1999. And um, my my father, had, uh, who met a guy who owned a memorabilia company, who offered to frame his famous 1970 jersey, which always sat in a chest of drawers um, at his home. And he said, oh, listen, I'll frame it for payment for Dad signing some memorabilia for him, a memorabilia piece. He said, I'll sign it up and put some photos around it beautifully. And, and the jersey, which I'm about to put up on, on Twitter at Sports Day. Um, NSW. At NSW and, or at Sports Day QLD. And um, basically that jersey still had all blood over over the front of it. But it was famous for half a rabbit. He yeah, was, that's right. Yeah, I've half, seen the, the picture yeah, of it. Half a rabbit was torn off early on in the season. And he had two of these jerseys. Like those vinyl logos yes. you had then. Yes. So that, that half a rabbit was torn off and he wore it into the grand final. He got blood all over it from the broken jaw and it was still on it when he, when he, yeah, when the, when these memorabilia people took it off his hands. Yeah. So he, um, so 1999, um, this gentleman said, I'll frame it for payment. So he sent it to me and then I took it into the, this gentleman's, um, memorabilia company and I'm not going to name them yet just for, for legal reasons, but I'm just getting advice on that. Um, my company, as you know, Badge, I've got an investigation company, have for a number of years. We've commenced an investigation into the whereabouts over the last three or four months on this jersey. And uh, I delivered it to this gentleman's warehouse. About four to six weeks later, in the early weeks of 2000, he rang me to say that the jersey was ready. So I went in there and said, no, they've dropped the jersey. We've got to fix the frame. Oh. So I went back two or three weeks after that. 
And then he told me it's lost. And to this day, that has never been found. Ah. So um, we're on the hunt. It was lost. 50 years later, we're you're on the hunt. calling this person a gentleman, Sats. I think you're very nice. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I wonder what that that famous jersey, I wonder what that is is worth. How yeah. would you? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't. If, it, if it's... Uh, it's invaluable. So your dad, is he? How concerned has he been about that? Been oh, pretty filthy about it. He's sort of given up ever hope of ever seeing it ever again. Oh, but I know what, it's, a, what a wonderful thing if you could return that to him. He's it. still got his mouth guard that he wore through his whole career, and when he smashed his jaw that day, he still got that. That and his jersey, that seventy jersey, because he used to give away all these other jerseys, but he kept that jersey. So one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. We've got Michael from Sydney on the line. He wants to ring up. How are you, Michael? I'm very well, Sats. How are you going? Hi, Badge. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, look, uh, you want to talk about the jersey? Yeah. Yeah, look, I do. I've got a, uh, a memorabilia company called Icons of Sport in, in Sydney. We've been oh, in the yeah, game very for well known. 22 yep. years. And uh, I've actually done a, a fair bit of work with your dad over the, the last almost two decades. And I just... Uh, look, it's been, it's, it's, it's been known for, for as long as I've been in the industry with the, the, the missing jumper and it's just such a valuable piece of rugby league history, uh, and and I'd love to see it, if not in your your family home in a museum somewhere, because uh, it, it's an incredible item. How, how would you value? Could you put a value on? How would that compare to say Arthur Beetson's first Origin jersey, or or, or that jersey well, I mean, Norm Proven wore in? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my, my opinion is it's as Significant. I mean, to a South Sydney supporter or to the club, it's it's, it's more significant. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's been voted as the greatest moment in rugby league history. I think, um, despite you probably being disappointed with the tackle, but um, <laughs> you know, it's 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 definitely um, yeah, just a, a an item that, as I said, should be in a museum somewhere. It's um, you know, you compare it to. To any rare collectible, be it a baggy green or or, or, or Chang's white boots, uh, there's not many that you can sort of put on a pedestal as, yeah. as being a standout historical item. Yeah. Well, Michael, we, we thank you for your call, um, and it's 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 quite uh, recognisable. Sat just saying, it's got half the rabbito yep. missing. It's also got still got a bit of blood on it from yep. that game in 1970. So uh, we thank Michael uh, for what's it, icons icons of sport, of the sport. yeah uh, for that call. Great company for a number it, of it years. It would be almost impossible to know what this jersey is worth. But what we want to know is if you, if you ever come across it, if you if you did if you know anything about it, please get in touch with us on on Twitter at Sports Day NSW or Sports Day Queensland, or you can text us. Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. We're just going to we're going to start this sets and get yep. it rolling and hopefully get a, a lot more publicity around uh, this jersey. It's such a it's a such a shame and it's such a disappointing thing to to think that someone has got hold of this. Of, you said fifty and, years, badge. You reminded me this afternoon. And, and these things aren't it can't just be lost sitting in a car. Someone knows they've got it. Yep. Someone knows they've got it, and uh, it'd be a great great thing for your for your dad and your family if you could. Yeah, fifty years oh, since no, that nineteen Grand final. Right, that's our hot topic for pharmacy sleep services. Always tired. Visit your local pharmacy and test yourself for sleep apnea. Better get to the break, Sats. Uh, when we come back, oh, our good, bad and ugly from the weekend. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed. 
You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. We're back. This is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed and red energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Now on Sports Day, it's time for Badge and Sats. The good, the bad and the ugly. So much happened on the weekend, Clint Eastwood. Scotty Sattler, what's, uh, what for you is the good, was the good? Uh, what was good for me? There was so much that was good for me. What was good for me was the Penrith Panthers making uh, the oh, grand of final. Course. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, we had eight clubs. One of them was going to make it. <laughs> what else was good for me um, was the performance of Cam Smith mm. uh, as well on, on Friday night. But in the AFL, Tommy Lynch, who is a uh, place for Richmond, of course. He had, he Bit had of a star. Yeah. He, um, he's... He approached a Port Adelaide young supporter uh, who was crying because the Adelaide Port Adelaide hadn't made the grand Inconsolable, final. Inconsolable, the young. Yeah, and he just leaned against the fence and had good social distancing and spoke to the young fan about you know love how passionate he is about his about his team and I, no, I, I love son, you're on the wrong team. Okay, good stuff. My uh, my good um, was. Classic legend winning the Everest. Yeah, very elegant. The Caulfield Cup. Gee, there were some big races. Of course, we got the Cox Plate this week and mm. the Melbourne Cup in a few weeks' time. And it's it's a massive, massive time of the year. And uh, and I know some some guys that actually got, got the Caulfield Quaddy as well. So well done to uh, do you know those guys? Two mates of mine and myself. <laughs> Thank you very much. My bad. The ticket fiasco at Suncorp Stadium yeah, in Adelaide. Ugly, Oval. Yeah, they couldn't mm. do it. There wasn't a fault at all of the uh, the stadiums. It was uh, the ticketing. Uh, mob that that run that and uh, people just stuck outside the stadium. We were at, we were at Suncorp Friday night, ready ready for the uh, for the big game. We're going. This was supposed to be a big crowd. What's yeah. going on? And all of a sudden, about five minutes in, the gates just opened up and they poured in. So they were outside. They wouldn't. They couldn't get in because their tickets weren't weren't working. I think a message came down from the the uh, the hierarchy. Just let them in. Do you know a very good friend of mine went to the game badge. He was outside stuck. He was right at the back waiting to get through. He said by the time he actually got in, it was 14-0. Yeah. So, yeah. He wouldn't want to be a Raiders fan. Uh, my that. bad was, um, well, you know, I, I don't like saying this because I love Ricky Stewart. I honestly do. I, don't bag him. Yeah. Well, him while he's down. I sort of I have to at the moment, unfortunately. I just, the the... Post-match press conference, Ricky answered one question and in his defence, it went for about two and a bit minutes. He answered a fair bit in it. and um, and But I just felt as though that he offered more. Oh, he got off. He left. He yeah, just he stood off. up and just and just walked out. What's your ugly? Uh, my ugly is uh, the Wallabies' defence. Oh, that wasn't very good, was no, it? No, it wasn't. I mean, they tried really hard. They competed for a fair while, but... Yeah. Mine was Jamie Wincup running his Commodore into a wall. That was just such a such a shame. You got a, we- a, tat- uh, a text there on that sets. Yeah, Greg from Campbelltown, he said, my player of the weekend was Wincup putting it in the wall because I bet money on him to be the first retirement from the race. Oh, no way. <laughs> Seriously. You can't like that. Uh, oh, good Wincup stuff, Greg. It was a tough afternoon for him and, uh, and for Craig Lance. Rightio, uh, this is Sports Day for Kia. The all-new Kia Sorento has landed. Badge and Sats doing it with you on a Monday night after a huge weekend of sport.
listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.